Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High and Healthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. I'm your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Daniela Simonish Simpson. For the most part of her life, Daniela has been exploring knowledge related to people's spiritual and physical well-being. She has both on a professional and personal level been studying and researching different alternative healing techniques, including yoga and shamanism, as well as Eastern philosophy and religion. Her studies in cultural and medical anthropology, her personal pursuits, and her work led her to travel to India, Nepal, and Tibet, where she also had the opportunity to personally experience the effectiveness of various traditional remedies. She has said, one plant provides an answer to many questions. It is nature's way of reminding us that we are inseparable part of it. We've only forgotten it for a moment. Thank you so much for joining me for your first ever United States interview, Daniela. Thank you, Audrey, for having me here. I'm really excited. And yes, this is going to be my first radio interview and my first interview in the United States. Well, I, again, am so very honored to um, have you with us today. And first off, let's just start about telling us a little bit more about you. Our listeners want to get to know who is Daniela Simonik Simpson. Well, I would like to uh, tell you what I'm doing actually right now. So, and what I have been doing before, um, as you said yourself, like for most of my life, uh, I have been exploring knowledge related to people's spiritual and physical well-being. So I started to practice yoga and meditation when I was 11 years old. And later I was studying Eastern philosophy and religion. Actually, this led me to travel, as you mentioned, uh, to India, Nepal and Tibet and to explore the knowledge about also medical systems in uh, different cultures and traditions. And I mean, I always believe that without concise knowledge of the past, we cannot fully understand our present. And also, I always thought that the deep understanding of the human nature can help us to create a better world and a better life. And because I think it, if we are able to understand each other's needs, values, and how we are all unique, only then we can accept ourselves and others. So I don't know, maybe this deep understanding um, and deep need actually to understand the human also, the nature was also the reason why I decided to study anthropology. And I've learned that the books really cannot help you to understand the human nature, so I'm still in process of learning. and. I don't know, I always believe that uh, we humans should live for something bigger than ourselves. And I believe that activism, I mean in this case cannabis activism, is only form, uh, is the only answer actually, if we are about to create a better world for ourselves and the future generations. Well, I am so excited to get to learn more about this passion that you have and I want to just jump right in and ask what is medical anthropology and how does one find their way into this line of study? Mm -hmm. So uh, medical anthropology is actually a, a subfield of anthropology uh, that studies human health and disease, uh, health care system and biocultural adaptation. 
So there is one professor from the UK, and this is really, I like this, um, his quote, uh, when he uh, said what medical anthropology is. He said that medical anthropology is a good example of how anthropologists have been able to relate the natural science to the humanities. So, I mean, for me as an anthropologist, the most important thing is to see how people in different cultural settings uh, experience health and illnesses. So, I mean, in the last four years, I'm, since I'm involved in the work of my husband and cannabis activism, with all the emails and lectures and traveling, I really I simply didn't have enough time to work on my thesis in the field of anthropology of religion. So, and then... I think a year and a half ago, I met one of my professors and she asked me, so where have you been? I mean, we didn't see you at the university for the last few years. And then I explained to her how I'm involved in cannabis activism. And then she said to me, like, but you're at the source. I mean, you should write about this because cannabis medicine is a subject of such a great importance. So I will always be grateful to her, really, because and then I decided to change the subject of my thesis. So last year I started to do interviews uh, with the people who used cannabis oil to cure themselves. Uh, I had interviews in Slovenia, in the Netherlands, uh, but I'm also planning to do interviews in Canada, in the US, in India and elsewhere. So these interviews actually are life stories uh, who for me, to me as an anthropologist, they allowed in-depth analysis of the life of patients, their beliefs, knowledge, values, also the role of uh, families, uh, family members and friends, because uh, the question is, were they supportive or not, especially in those countries where cannabis is illegal, for example, here in Croatia. So you, you can be stigmatized because you use the illegal plan to heal yourself. So uh, also I would like to know more about the experience of illness. So how people experience this illness and what they experienced in this uh, process of healing. So there are so many problems here, really. I mean, uh, uh, legality is only one of them. For example, I did an interview with one lady in Slovenia. So she's in her late 30. Actually, maybe she's even my age. Mm, so she's, I think, 38 years old. So six years ago, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. So five years ago, thank God, she was declared cancer-free. But the problem was, I mean, and still is, that her husband was growing cannabis in, in their own living room. And the thing is that the police was somehow tracking the dealer phone number from whom they were purchasing the oil for the first time. But since they're young parents with children, they simply didn't have the money and to buy the oil on the black market. And then the police came to their house because they were tracking this dealer mobile phone. The dealer was arrested. So her husband is still on the court. So although she's got all the documents, all the medical documents, I mean, she was declared cancer-free, although the doctor said that maybe two to three months if. So she just made, made the oil, her husband made the oil for her, he was growing cannabis in, his, in their own living room, and now they're having so much problems. I mean, it was also in Slovenian media. So there are so many different stories. Um, one of the most amazing story, uh, most amazing story really was a lady, her name is Maureen from the Netherlands. Oh. This is really one of the most amazing story. Why? Because this lady, she was declared cancer-free. She had lung cancer. 
And then just, uh, she told me maybe three to four weeks after she was declared cancer-free, she realized that she doesn't have enough oil. So she decided to make her own oil in her own kitchen using Rick's method. I mean, Rick said so many times, blessed, please do not make the medicine in the kitchen. If you need to use fan, if you're a specialist with solvent and everything, it's very important to do this in the right way. But this woman, she burned her house. She had fire in her house. She burned her house. But the story goes, it's really great. So the police came to her house. They asked, what have you done? I mean, what, what happened? So she, she told them that he, she was making the oil in her own kitchen, caused fire. And now her house is, is totally, she was totally burned. And the police said, okay, so, I mean, you will need to deal with the insurance company. This woman, she said, I'm probably the first and the last person to whom the insurance company in the Netherlands actually gave the money. So although it was her fault, the insurance company covered all the expenses. So she said, I got more than 400,000 euros. I got a new house and I'm cancer free. So just because uh, although they had three lawyers, she told me that they had three lawyers, but they said that they couldn't actually, they could not give her the money. Because although it was her fault, it was the same if she was making her uh, a dinner or that she was making a French fries in her own kitchen. So it's really an amazing story. And she's got so many followers on Facebook. And she said, I feel that since I'm cured, I feel that this is my mission. I need to tell about this everyone. I mean, now she's got this Facebook group. I am. I don't know. I think more or seventy-five thousand people are following her because she's just said. I just want to spread the knowledge about the healing abilities of the cannabis oil. Wow. Well, thank you for first of all explaining what medical anthropology is for our listeners, and secondly for sharing these amazing stories of these individuals that you've been able to meet with and get to know and really understand their situations before, during, and after. And what a miracle to see that just a plant that has been so demonized to the entire world has been giving so many people help. And that's why I believe both you and I and Rick and so many others like the women you mentioned are trying to share this education and this knowledge so that people can start to look past that stigma and really start to understand that without this plant, we are not going to have a future. Not only do we as humans and mammals need it, but our mother nature, our earth, the thing that allows us to have our life really needs this plant. And it's just wonderful to hear so many success stories. And I really appreciate you sharing some of those with us. And I look forward to learning about those stories in the future through Simpson Ramador. With that, we do need to take a very short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Daniela Simonek Simpson of Simpson Ramador. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. 
Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannabis from Hollywood to Wall Street. Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahue prove the green rush is real. Wednesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Daniela Simonek Simpson. In recent years, having become involved with the cannabis movement, she has been placing emphasis in her work on powerful medicines that can be found in nature, such as the cannabis plant, as well as many others. For centuries, many natural remedies have been known to people of different cultures, and this knowledge has been traditionally passed down from one generation to the next. With the onset of modern Western medicine, a great number of these natural remedies have become forgotten, or worse, banned, even though some of them have been knowingly and carefully used for thousands of years. Now, we were just chatting about medical anthropology and a couple of individuals that she was blessed enough to meet. And Daniela, I just wanted to go into asking, how does cannabis and this background of alternative healing work fit together for you and people that you're working with? Well, although the focus is cannabis oil, in my communication with the patients seeking my advice uh, through our website and through our email address, Phoenix Tears Admin, which is connected to Rick's website, phoenixtears.ca, but also through Simpson Ramader, I usually advise them to change their diet, uh, to take some other natural remedies, and also advise them to use some form of relaxation or to learn some meditation technique to help them to release the stress that is actually closely related to illness. Because today, even the modern science actually confirmed, and we all know how devastating effects stress can have on our health and how easy we can lose our balance. So I believe that our heart, mind and body needs to be in harmony if we want to maintain good health or if we are in the process of healing. Well, I like how you're coaching individuals not just to think that 
it's one thing that is going to give them their answer, but it is a combination of each thing that we do every day, what we nourish our body with, what we supplement our body with, what we put in our mind, and the time that we take for ourselves as well as give to others. So that is absolutely phenomenal, and that's the way that you know, my company actually coaches individuals too. So it's wonderful to hear that this is not just something that one or two people are doing, but really across the world, people are jumping onto this whole mind, body, holistic healthcare regimen. And I wanted to ask, when you're traveling the world, have you witnessed many cultures accepting cannabis as a natural remedy? And if so, how have you seen it used? Well, as you mentioned yourself, I mean, in the tradition of every culture, plants have been highly evaluated for their nourishing, healing, and also transformative properties when we are talking about this holistic approach that we mentioned. So the most powerful plants, they've been regarded as sacred. Cannabis is one of them. Uh, since I have, uh, well, I can say, a special connection with India, so I'll mention India that because Rick and I traveled to India two years ago. So first subject for my thesis was puja and Hinduism. And I visited India myself a few times. And also my sister lives in India. So I would like to take uh, India for an example, how the old knowledge can be suppressed and how easy people can forget. So two years ago, Rick and I visited India because uh, he received an invitation from the Great Legalization Movement India. Uh, this is one group of activists in India, so they organized a seminar in Bangalore. So actually, cannabis was used in Asian India. So in Ayurvedic medicine, which is still one of the official medicines in India. And one author, I remember that I was preparing my lecture, so I, I found the sentence. He said, uh, cannabis was the penicillin of Ayurvedic medicine. So, indeed, cannabis has been actually considered a panacea, cure-all in India. So, it was used commonly in family remedies to treat uh, numerous mineral alignments, especially relief from physical pain, headaches, cough, asthma, and insomnia. So although the medicinal use of cannabis has a long history in India, and although people used this plant for thousands of years, in 1985, out of nowhere, the Indian government suddenly listed the plant under the banned narcotic drugs. So I mean the same as the US government did back in 1937, with no evidence uh, or science to back up their intentions. And actually this decision completely change, in this case, India's 10,000 years relationship with the plant. So today, there are a lot of activists in India who want to see this cannabis plant free once again. But isn't this crazy? I mean, India, Ayurvedic medicine, they used cannabis for thousands of years. Even sadhus, uh, sadhu is a holy man in Varanasi, one of the most, they, they consider this to be the most sacred uh, uh, city in, in India, cannabis, for spiritual purposes, like in their rituals. But India, even in India, cannabis is illegal. Wow. What an impact the United States has made on the entire world. Unbelievable. It's absolutely mind-blowing that, you know, you mentioned in 1937, the United States put it on Schedule 1, but 
you know, looking at the history, it was actually just really highly taxed at that point. And in the 1970s is when it became a Schedule One drug in the United States. And just to see a short 15 years, um, when we're looking at a human life, we say a 15-year-old is so young. Um, but when we look at just the impression and the impact that, you know, one country can have on the world and changing the perspective and the outlook on a plant because we now know how sacred and how special and all of these miraculous things that it can do for us. So if we just lie to everybody, we can get the general populace across the planet to just come in under agreement. It's it's very, very um, mind-blowing to me how really these rich white men <laughs> in the United <laughs> States have been able to transform even 10,000 years of history in India using this plant. And it, you know, it's just, to me, there's, it's almost puts you into a speechless place. So I just kind of want to go into what are some of the other must have natural remedies that are maybe scrutinized or just not really spoken about often that you really should be aware of and you should be telling people and understanding. Well, there are so many different natural remedies, really so many plants that we can use uh, to heal ourselves. So um, we can also use so many of them in our daily diet, such as, for example, juice lemon, lemon juice. I mean, lemon. This is incredible because it can help uh, make the body less acidic. So every day you can just make yourself a lemonade, put some honey inside, just drink it. I mean, you will refresh yourself, but at the same time, your body will, will be less acidic. Then, uh, again, India, <laughs> India story, turmeric. Turmeric, for example, because uh, with its anti-inflammatory properties and when used also along with long pepper and olive oil, so mixed together, can be also preventative against cancer. Then aloe vera juice can do really miracles for people with different digestion problems. Uh, also, it's great for skin. Uh, then so many, so many natural remedies, really. I mean, it's really, it's just, the point is we need to go back to the nature. I mean, there are so many pharmaceutical products. You really, we really don't need them. We don't need them because there are so many natural remedies, I mean, in nature. So, and also, and I should mention one more thing. Um, today, many people have problem with their thyroid. And according also to some authors, uh, the everyday use of kelp algae can help the thyroid uh, gland to stay in balance and function properly. So I think it's very important to say that if you're taking the natural remedies, just make sure that you're taking uh, natural remedies, uh, that they're organic and non-GMO. This is very important. Well, I definitely think you've brought up some really good points, making sure that you know where your product is coming from and that it is a clean source, natural, organic, non-GMO, truly botanical, the way that Mother Nature wanted to provide it to us within the hustle and bustle of our ever active lifestyles. Um, I think that we've really separated ourselves from Mother Nature. And I really like the fact that, you know, we see... And you've mentioned across the whole world so many simple things like turmeric and lemon and aloe. These are things that are easily acquired almost anywhere in the world at this point in time. And they can really do wonders for your life. 
Um, and with that, we do need to take just one more quick break. More with Daniela Simonek Simpson when we return. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more high on healthy after this short rest break. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. What do master growers, dispensary owners, extraction artists, and infusion chefs all have in common? They'll all be in Denver, Colorado at NCIA Seed the Sales Show, February 7th and 8th. Don't miss a chance to learn alongside 3,000 of the cannabis industry's best and brightest in three highly focused tracks about cultivation, infused products and extractions, and business strategies and innovation. Network and shop for all of your business needs across 40,000 square feet of Expo 4. NCIA Seed the Sales Show. SeedTheSalesShow.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. Sean Eubanks hosts Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting, Wednesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Daniela Simonek Simpson, who has for several years now been actively involved in the work of her husband, Rick Simpson, in dealing with the demands of the public searching for answers and ways to use cannabis medicine in their healing process. Answering people's questions and giving them reassurance to use this medicine has given her special insight into the human healing process. That is one of the reasons she places emphasis on promoting holistic approach to health and healing in her own work. She is also currently working on her PhD in medical anthropology on the subject of scientific research on the effectiveness of cannabis oil and medical use while continuing to raise awareness of the healing powers of this plant and other natural remedies. Now, we were just talking about those natural remedies and things that we may forget about or take advantage of or kind of skim over for our own health and well-being. And I just wanted to ask since we were talking about different places around the world, where have you and Rick recently visited? What events have you attended? What's going on in your world of travel and speaking? Well, in the last four years, uh, we had a chance to visit many countries, Audrey. So here in Europe, we were in Slovenia, the Netherlands, Germany, Serbia, Macedonia, 
two years ago, as I mentioned, we were in India. But also, Rick and I visited South America because back in 2014, we visited Chile. Rick got an invitation to give a lecture at the Cannabis Expo in Chile. So we went there in November. So I think this is really an important story to tell. So I think there, what I saw was and still is, in my opinion, the brightest example in the cannabis world regarding legalization. So Ana Maria Gazmuri and her foundation Daya. Uh, Daya is actually a Sanskrit and Tibetan word for compassion. So we met Anna Maria and people who work for this foundation uh, that she established. And it was amazing. I mean, such a positive energy, good intentions. They are really extremely nice and really honest people. So at that time, uh, so that was in November 2014, they had an approval from the Chilean government to grow cannabis for 200 patients. But today, this project is so much bigger. Last year, I remember that they organized in September also medical conference. So, but the best thing is that they teach people how to make their own oil. And of course, I mean, this positive change uh, didn't happen overnight. Uh, and it happened because of the Chilean people. So in the same year, in April 2014, 200,000 people were marching on the street of Santiago de Chile, demanding legalization of cannabis. So I think that uh, once again, this is proof that the power is in the hands of people and that we can make some positive changes in our society, but we just need to stand together. Well, I completely agree that we need to stand together, especially with all of the different things that are changing now, as long as we continue to educate on the truth and not lies, we can see a massive global change and understanding of this amazing plant. Science is definitely keeping up with their research. Now we just need to keep up with our end of continuing to educate. And I wanted to ask on speaking of education, what type of philanthropy work do you do and what type of organizations do you and Rick support? Well, I need to say this because it's also very important that uh, Rick is not connected to any organization, foundation, NGO, company or individuals here in Europe or Canada or in the US or anywhere in the world. So his only website is this phoenixuso.ca. We established our publishing company and I mean, uh, he's, for example, he used the term Phoenix Tears. Uh, to name cannabis extract he produced while he lived in Canada and while he was growing cannabis in his own backyard and he was giving the old way away for free. So, for example, there is the foundation Phoenix Tears in the US, but uh, we have nothing to do with this organization. So, I mean, all the time and every interview, Rick is uh, actually talking about this problem because there are so many people who have been scammed because many... Um, Criminals also around the world are using Rick's uh, name to sell their product, but also some foundations and companies, organizations. So, I mean, this is actually the only thing that is giving a bad taste to this whole situation. I mean, from my personal experience, are scammers because every week, literally, Audrey, we receive dozens of emails from people all around the world who have been scammed. I mean, this is something that I don't know, I still cannot understand. And I really I cannot comprehend that, that there are individuals living in this world who are able to do such a thing. I mean, because so many people who have been scammed, they actually 
gave their money for products which often have absolutely nothing to do with cannabis or cannabis oil. I mean, this is unbelievable that there are some individuals who used actually someone's terrible misfortune. I mean, sometimes we're talking about cancer patients, so to make their profit. So, well, I'm still learning about human nature, but this is really one of the, the worst thing in this uh, that I experienced in the last four years. Well, I see that happening all over, all of the time. And one of the things that I have been advocating for here, even in the state of Arizona where I reside, is that we have mandated testing on these products because there are so many people out there spending hundreds of dollars on products that they're going to these dispensaries to purchase, thinking that they're getting something legitimate or similar to what Rick has created um, and shares his recipe to do. And they, you know, they get no health benefit. And it's really heartbreaking to me when I'm online and I'm seeing people who said, oh, I've been using Rick Simpson oil for two, three, four years and my cancer is back. And just thinking, you know, these people are just spending so much money and they have no guidance because they're putting trust in another individual. And it is very sad. And I hope that the people who are scamming use more cannabis so that their heart chakra can continue to open and they can see what they're doing. Um, Obviously, other days I know what they're doing. I mean, recently we found out that actually we have an orphanage in Nigeria. So some scammers are actually uh, saying to these people who, who are actually trying to buy the oil from them, that if they buy the oil from them, then they, they will actually donate a certain amount of money to uh, our orphanage in Nigeria. So, I mean, you can really, you cannot imagine what they're saying to these people, what kind of lies they're using. It's incredible. It's incredible to see how people can use their imagination and their creative energy to do harm to other people. Wow. It's very, very very mind-blowing and heartbreaking to know that there's so many out there that for some reason want to continue this suffering for individuals and profit on that, which is, sounds like they're right there with our U.S. politicians and government officials. So um, with that being said, talking about the U.S., how do you feel about this new booming hemp industry? How far do you think that the U.S. is from seeing this plant all over the country again and really being used in the many ways that it could be? Because I know we're talking medicine here, but I mean, fuel and fiber and building homes even. I mean, this plant has so many different avenues that we could go, replacing anything made with petroleum, all plastics. It's just the list goes on and on. How, how do you feel about this industry and what it's doing and where it's going? Well, I'm happy to see that the healing abilities of cannabis, one of the oldest uh, plant known to a man, the plant that, as you said, we use for fiber, food, medicine. I mean, there is a list of more than 50,000 products that we can make from uh, cannabis, that this plant is no longer on the blacklist in the United States. I mean, there are so many honest and good people who are involved in cannabis industry in the U.S. Uh, and to be honest, actually, I don't like this uh, word industry because to me it implies uh, that profit is the most important thing regarding the medicinal use of cannabis, and this shouldn't be the case. But also, as I said before, fortunately, there are a lot of people whose 
I'd like to say their good intentions are buried uh, uh, deep underneath their greed. So, but after many years of ignorance, also in the States, but thanks to many activists, uh, the world has come a long way with regard to accepting this plant once more as a medicine rather than a harmful substance. So I'm really happy to see that things are changing. I mean, I've been involved in this for the last four years, and it's really good to see that, I mean, something that you do actually got some impact. So that things are changing, that so many people have been cured. To be honest, I mean, in the last four years, I mean, so many times since I was dealing with emails and all these emails from people who were seeking for help or who have been scammed, sometimes it was really depressive honestly. But since last year, when I started to do interviews with people uh, for my thesis and for my book, actually, I'm planning to uh, publish this in the form of book because, you know, once you write your thesis, I mean, who is going to read this? My mentor and few professors uh, at the Department of uh, Ethnology and Cultural Anthropology here in Zagreb. So I decided actually to publish this in the form of book. So I will publish life stories of people who have been cured uh, with many different diseases. So cancer, multiple sclerosis, uh, epilepsy. So I'm planning to do interviews with people all around the world. So this is my project. Now I feel so great because now I see, okay, now it makes sense. I mean, what we do. And then I, when I, you're in front of a person who was cured, oh, it feels so good. You know, because now I know that what we do, I mean, we are giving lectures and answering all these emails. And I mean, I really dedicated myself in the last four years, but it's so good. It feels so good when you see, yes, this person has been healed and you see the smile on the, this person's face and it feels great. Well, I am definitely going to have to agree with you when you are working with someone and you're getting to know them and you watch them progress and get healthier and healthier and then have this cure for their life and they feel and can move and live and just be healthier that is where my passion comes from as well you know for me personally I have been dealing with cannabis for my son who was diagnosed with autism so it's such a wide arrangement of different things that this plant can help with mm-hmm. and with all the accomplishments that you have had over the last four years, what do you hope to accomplish in 2018? Well, as I said before, there are still so many countries where the healing abilities of the cannabis plant are not accepted, or should I say still not accepted, or they're in the process of legalization. Uh, For example, Greece, we visited Greece in January. So I actually expect uh, we'll be traveling a lot this year. So now in January we were in Greece, we also received an invitation to give lectures in Germany, uh, first in June at the Mary Jane Berlin, uh, then in July at the Cannabis XXL in Munich. Uh, We were there last year and we are really looking forward to visit Germany again. Uh, Also I'm planning to visit the US uh, this year to meet with some people uh, concerning my research. Um, unfortunately, cannot go with me because due to the criminal record that the Canadian government gave him for healing people, he cannot even enter the U.S. So also Rick Simpson doesn't live in the U.S. We got also information on Facebook today. 
So I'm going to do my research and uh, as I said before, the focus of my research are people who use um, cannabis oil, RSO, Rick Simpson oil, uh, to treat different diseases and various medical conditions such as epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, depression, cancer and many others. I mean, now we know for sure that cannabis is medicine and the answer why cannabis can cure and control so many different diseases and medical conditions is actually our endocannabinoid system. So I remember one sentence also Steve D'Angelo in his uh, book uh, Cannabis Manifesto, he said uh, once the, the scientists discovered the endocannabinoid sy system, this should be the end of debate, whether cannabis is medicine or not. So now we know, we know for sure. So also I hope really to finish my research and all the interviews that I was planning the, to finish this um, year. So maybe, I don't know, to start to write my book or even to finish this. And I don't know, I hope to accomplish all of my goals this year. But through life, I've learned how important it is really to be flexible in life and that we don't have to know every step on our path. So, I mean, I have my plans, so we'll see. We can talk in a year from now and then we'll see if I accomplished all my goals. Wonderful. Well, I wanted our listeners to know how they can stay up to date with what's going on for you and Rick. I know you've mentioned a couple times throughout the discussion the websites that you're associated with and maybe you do have a Facebook or a LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram. There's so many different social media accounts now. Um, how can our listeners stay up to date with what's going on in your world? If you want to stay up to date with us, uh, you can connect with us all on social networks. Uh, Rick's Facebook page, one and only Facebook page, is Rick Simpson Official. And uh, his Twitter account is Simpson uh, Low Rick. But if you go to Rick's website, phoenixhere.ca, you will find links to his Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube channel. Also, our publishing company, Simpson Amador, is also on social networks. Uh, on Simpson Ramder also you can find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And I mean, since we are usually actually connected by people in need, we are really trying to get information about the cannabis medicine, but also comfort and inspiration. For example, for Simpson Ramder Instagram, but also Twitter and uh, Facebook. So uh, every Sunday we got Simpson Ramder inspiration because I think it's really important and I really, I hope we inspire people with our work uh, to use natural medicine to heal themselves and to understand, uh, to gain the knowledge about cannabis medicine, to understand how and why cannabis is medicine. And also, I believe and I hope that people will understand that they have the right to choose what they want to use as a medicine, because I believe that healing begins with choice. And it's our natural right. I mean, our body they belongs to us. So we are the one who have a right to choose what we want to use as a medicine. If you want to heal yourself in a natural way, just go for it. Well, with that statement, I think that is a beautiful end to our discussion today. You have the right to choose it and use it and do what you think is best for you and your family. Um, Daniela, we must wrap it up for today. But wow, has it been a tremendous um, interview. I'm so honored and blessed. 
With that, if you would like to work with myself, please visit a6wellness.com or email a6wellness at gmail.com. We love connecting with our listeners across the world. You can also download this and all episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spreaker. You can also follow the show on social media by searching Audrey Kerger. We can't forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Daniela Simonek Simpson. It was so wonderful chatting with you and learning so much. I look forward to having you again on our show in the future. And lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, and take action. A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.